0: Hello and welcome to the Diction Police. I'm your host Ellen Rissinger, an American vocal coach, accompanist on the music staff of the Zemper Oper in Dresden, Germany. This week, our topic is Russian diction. Katya Zapega Klein is with us to talk about the texts to Olga's aria from Yevgeny An'yegin and "Nam ziósi krótki siali," a song set by Tchaikovsky. We focus on what happens when two vowels are next to each other in Russian, devoicing consonants, and double soft consonant vowel combinations. Last week, I talked a little bit about how to study foreign languages, and I wanted to continue that this week as well, starting with listening. When it comes to listening exercises, the important thing is to always listen actively. I was an undergrad well before the advent of the internet. And every week we had to go to a language lab and listen to certain exercises for our homework. Especially when it came to French, it was really difficult to understand at first, so I started writing all of it down, transcribing everything word for word, letter by letter, so that I could look at it when I was away from the lab. Oh yeah, it took me a long time to do my homework that way. But it also helped me recognize words faster and understand the spelling better, which, of course, in turn helps me with diction. It's all connected. And there are tons of free ways to get listening in nowadays. Most video DVDs of films and television shows come with several language tracks. They usually also have subtitles, although sometimes the language track speaks a more colloquial language than the subtitles, and they don't always match, but it's a great exercise. Or sometimes they have subtitles without having the spoken language. Try turning off the sound and seeing how much you understand from body language and the foreign subtitles. There are also tons of podcasts in foreign languages, all free on iTunes. Class projects like Radio Arlecchino, which discusses Italian grammar rules. Notes in Spanish, where they have short conversations all in Spanish. A Taste of Russian, where they have a text and then work through it all in Russian podcast Francais Facile, which has terrific exercises in French for all levels of study, and the Learning Greek podcasts from the Hellenic American Union, which has a really fun narrator who constantly throws in his two cents in extremely colloquial Greek. I guess what I'm saying is, don't limit yourselves to just the books that you're learning from. There are so many free resources that we tend to overlook. Children's books are one of the greatest tools in learning a foreign language, because they're at our level. (laughs) Look up the words that you don't know and practice reading the books aloud. I generally start with six to eight year old books and never underestimate the power of your local library either. Often when I tell my friends that I'm going to the library, they look at me confused because most of them don't even know where it is. I had a library card here in Dresden the day I moved in. I take out music and CDs there And I also take out children's books in foreign languages, sometimes audiobooks, and language learning CDs and DVDs, besides just plain old American crime fiction. I'll post links to the texts for today at the blog, and most of the podcasts that I've mentioned here I've already talked about in the podcast. So for those links, you can check out the resources page at the blog at www.thedictionpolice.com. Don't forget the the. You can also follow the Diction Police on Facebook or on Twitter, at Diction Police. Our first text for today is Olga's aria from Yevginian Yegin. It's the only one of the major arias from this opera that isn't included in the Russian songs and arias book. So we have to do a little more homework for this one. But if you haven't already found it yet, Google Translate does a pretty good job of quick translation in most languages, and we'll also give alternate translations for specific words, if you highlight them. So if you want to check your homework after you've done it, try cutting and pasting it from the libretto link at the blog. Katya felt more comfortable speaking in German, and I translated as we went along, but as usual, the one word that I never translate is genau, which means exactly.
1: Ach, oh, Tanya, Tanya, всегда мечтаешь ты, а я так не в тебя. Мне весело, когда я пение слышу. Уж как по мосту-мосточку, По калиновым досочкам. Я не способна к грусти томной, Я не люблю мечтать в тиши. Или на балконе ночью темной Вздыхать, вздыхать, вздыхать Из глубины души. Зачем вздыхать, когда счастливо Мои дни юные текут? Я беззаботно и шаловлива Меня ребёнком все зовут. Мне будет жизнь всегда, всегда мила, И я останусь, как и прежде, Подобно ветреной надежде, Резва, беспечно, весела. Подобно ветреной надежде, Резва, беспечно, весела. Я не способна к грусти томной, Я не люблю мечтать в тиши, Или на балконе ночью тёмной вздыхать, Вздыхать, вздыхать из глубины души. Зачем вздыхать, когда счастливо мои дни юные текут? Я беззаботна и шаловлива. Меня ребенком все зовут.
0: That was Katya Zapega Klein reading Olga's aria from Yevgenyan Ygin. The first thing I wanted to talk about were these the letter V. Which looks to us like a, a B, like a capital B, mm-hmm. and the fact that it, when it's before an unvoiced consonant, it devoices to match it, and we get this right in the second line already. Sígda. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the S is unvoiced, so the V also becomes genau. an F. Genau. And we get this sort of all over the piece. auch ein. Я
1: не люблю мечтать в тиши, is auch so.
0: Yeah. It's an F. Exactly. And we... And comes and we also somewhere have a все. Right at the very end we have a все. Mm-hmm. Genau. auch
1: also.
0: Exactly. And those are... It's a very normal word все and все and всегда. Fseh все. is is immer Yeah. So it's always like that. Everyth- genau. Все is everything. Okay. Все is everything. Genau. And все is everybody. Genau. And всегда... Всегда heißt immer. Is always. always So these are words that come up in opera constantly. <laughs> 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 but if the consonant that comes after a V is voiced, ein w, ein Stimmhaftes w. Yeah. then it doesn't unvoiced. It also stays voiced when it's just between two vowels. Then it's just... Genau. Genau. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things that that is makes Russian complicated are these hard and soft consonants, the hard and soft signs so we have these mm-hmm. these hard consonants and like like sh and that happens in this aria, again mm-hmm. all over the place mm-hmm. right you know that's at the beginning of a word and there in that case it actually changes the vowel that comes after it ЖИ,
1: obwohl es mit I geschrieben wird, wird es als Ö ausgesprochen, also dunkel.
0: Yeah, so these hard dunkel- consonants will make an I, e, even though it's a soft vowel, genau. will harden it to the Ö, our favorite Russian vowel. <glife> genau. <laughs> <laughs> genau. And, uh, so we saw that with um yeah. we get it with the word for soul, too. Genau. You... And also the word to live. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, ganz genau. Yeah. genauso. And it doesn't matter even since we're talking about hard consonants, when we have the soft the soft sign, sign itself, genau. it doesn't change a hard consonant.
1: Nein. Nice. Mitteiš displepžo. so
0: genau mitteiš. Yeah. So in that case, that that soft sign doesn't serve any function phonetisch. Ne,
1: genau. In diesem Fall nicht. Yeah, genau.
0: Okay, so we've seen mitteiš that we have the soft sign, and I wanted to talk again about the soft signs, other soft signs at the ends too. Mit get... genau. T, Stichat,
1: Жизнь, meinst du, oder? Ja. Die weiche Zeichen am Ende des Konsonants. Exactly, the, the soft sign at the ends of the, the words, exactly. Genau, es ist vielleicht auch ähm, interessant zu nach nachzuden- drüber nachzudenken, wie das gesungen wird nach dem T, denn das hat man ja nicht in jeder Sprache, dieses... Phänomen sozusagen weiches äh, weiche Endung von einem Konsonanten ich würde da empfehlen man ein i zu denken und so tun als würde man anfang von dem i klang singen ne? nach ja. dem ti ti t-T. das würde vielleicht annähernd diesen klang herstellen
0: können ja exactly so what she's saying is it's important to think about not just how to say this but how to sing it
1: Genau. Because it's, genau. this
0: phenomenon doesn't happen in a lot of languages, Richtig. and so she suggests to think of an e at the end. So instead of just thinking and just thinking genau. of a t, think really to have almost almost an e sound So that the tongue das gets in the right position.
1: t an sich bleibt aber relativ stimmhaft, also sehr prägnant. Yeah, and not too
0: Exactly. So not too soft. It needs to have its own presence. Exactly. Yeah. And it's what's, what's interesting to me is how how much the the n takes that soft sound in jeigne. Mhm, genau. Das ist,
1: das ist auch so in, so ähnlich ich ich würde das so ähnlich auffassen mit dem n. n, n, n. Das hilft diesen Klang herzustellen yeah. im Gesang.
0: Yeah, she do the das same n. thing then with the n to get a real e at the end of the jeigne. Genau. Damit es noch einen Klang hat. Exactly. What about with the end of the s or after an
1: s? Im Prinzip genauso, würde ich meinen. Also es ist auch ein I-Klang oder ein I-Gedanke dahinter. Mm-hmm.
0: S-S-Astanus
1: zum Beispiel. Ja,
0: yeah, so you mm-hmm. can hear, so she's saying in principle it's the same thing. You'd really have to have that y that E-Sound. All, maybe even almost a J-Glide, almost a a J-Feel to it. Ja, genau. And the other one we have in this song is the L with the soft sign mm-hmm. after it. Du meinst hier il. Exactly.
1: Il na balkone, zum Beispiel. Mm-hmm. Il na balkone. Das Wort il kommt ursprünglich von, vom Wort ili. Ili. Und das, ist ein, das ist eine Abkürzung von dem ili, Aha. damit wir nicht zwei, sondern nur ein, eine Silbe haben, sozusagen, weil das ja nicht dazu passt yeah. oder nicht, nicht mehr ins Metrum passt. In the music. <lacht> Sagt man, genau, ganz oft il. Das ist ähm, typisch für Gedichte. Auch interessant zu wissen, weil das ja das sozusagen bestätigt yeah. mein gedanken dass man i denken sollte auch nicht nur in diesem fall sondern auch bei allen anderen endungen mit weichen Zeichen.
0: ja yeah. so she's saying that this word il is actually short for ili which would have another soft concept, another soft e at the end of it genau. and this is a poetic way of saying it just like we do in english if it doesn't fit in the rhythmic scheme of the language you can genau. shorten certain words genau. And it actually confirms her idea of saying an e after it because they put the the soft sign here to replace genau. that second e. Genau. What happens when we have an extra soft sign? Because sometimes you see a letter like we have. Penies, yeah, Penies. right in in the right in the very beginning we have a p e n soft mm-hmm. sign e. Genau. And here we have a soft sign and then a soft vowel after it.
1: Richtig. Da sind ja diese bestimmten Vokale wie je oder ju oder ja. Jedes Mal, wenn ein weiche Zeichen noch dazu kommt, wird der Konsonant davor, also das N, ja. wird weich. Und dann kommt noch dieser Vokal, der aus zwei besteht, ne? aus ja. einem J und einem E oder U oder A oder wie auch immer. Also Je.
0: Yeah. Deswegen. So she's saying we have we have the soft sign, which will then soften the consonant, just like it always did. And on top of that, then we also get the actual vowel yeah. yeah. So it's actually doubly genau. soft.
1: Genau.
0: So we get an extra j glide almost into it.
1: Genau. Und das J ist wirklich sehr deutlich. Also dieses yeah sollte man keine Angst davor haben, dieses J auch richtig deutlich auszusprechen.
0: Yeah. So this the the j glide in the yeah is sound is a is very clear, so you shouldn't worry about mm-hmm. getting too much of it. It's totally right. Okay. But we also have a soft consonant followed by a soft sign and then a soft vowel. So we, it's about seven lines from the end. Il
1: na balkoni noćiu No Noćiu is auch weich, wird yeah. doppelt weich sozusagen, weil der Vokal danach auch niu aus einem Konsonanten J und
0: Exactly, so again, it'll be like doubly soft in this sense genau. because we have a soft consonant with a soft sign and then we still need the J-glide. Not you. Not you. Yeah. Just as a reminder, the hard consonants are sh, sh and ts, the TS, which looks like mm-hmm. a U with a little tail. And this ch is a soft consonant. The other soft consonant is actually the sh, which mm-hmm. is a W with a tail. But we have here at the end of like the 10th line kagda shastliva and here what's written is an a c what looks like a c which is an s and then a SH. genau but they're not pronounced separately it's not SH, right genau exakt das wird
1: ausgesprochen wie ein SH. also eben das was so du, wie du es beschrieben hast warum das hier so geschrieben wird kann ich dir nicht sagen es gibt bestimmt Eine dafür, Exa- there must be some etymological
0: genau. reason that it looks like this, but we don't know exactly genau. why they write genau. it like genau. that.
1: Schastier.
0: But it
1: comes from Glück, heißt Glück. Heißt Glück.
0: It means luck or happiness, and is happy. So to say, Glücklich. We've talked about the devoicing of that phonetic V sound before. So words like Fsje, Fsio, And Vsiegda aren't new to us. It's important to remember, though, that when it's with all voiced consonants or in a vocalic, as we heard Katya say with the words Vzdihat and Zavut, the letter that looks like a capital B to us will remain a phonetic V. One of the examples I mistranslated. I said that Zizn meant to live, but Zizn is the noun form which means life. The verb form is Zit. But the point of it remains the same. Since Ж, which looks like a six-pointed star or a kind of funky fat X with a line through it, is a hard consonant, it'll turn the vowel after it hard. This isn't such a problem with the other vowels, but it does turn the E into our favorite vowel, u. and this happens all over the Russian language. The same holds true for the other hard consonants «ш», which looks like a W, and Ц which looks like a U with a tail. Soft signs at ends of words. For singers, we transcribe soft signs phonetically with a comma. So a word like il would be written lowercase I and L with a small comma. In transcribing those double soft words like PNE, the soft consonant needs a comma plus we need the J glide before the ye vowel. In addition to that, Since the first YE vowel in the word is between two soft consonants, we should also close the vowel from open epsilon E to a closed lowercase E, so E. In some transcriptions, they'll actually write that sound as a lowercase I, which is what you'll hear in colloquial speech. But this is one of the joys of Russian Lyric Diction, because there really are two schools of thought on that topic. What I learned, and what all of my colleagues recommend, is that in singing we should use the closed A e sound and not E. So phonetically I would transcribe pinye as P with a comma, closed lowercase e, n with a comma, j glide, and an open epsilon e. One last thought. Notice that when Katya says ili, it doesn't sound like the Italian gilgi. The soft L sound in Russian is not the same as the palatal that we come across in so many other languages. In Italian, we transcribe that palatal L with a lambda, and it requires the fat part of your tongue to touch the hard palate. In Russian, that front L is made with the tip of the tongue, so we transcribe this the same way we do all soft consonants, L with a comma. Our second text for today is "Nam звезды кроткие сияли, the final song in Tchaikovsky's Opus 60. The text is by Alexei Plescheyev, a 19th-century radical Russian poet who was imprisoned with Dostoevsky and went on to spend a decade in exile. He later became known for his translations from English and French into Russian and for his poems for children. Нам
1: звезды кроткие сияли. Чуть веял тихий ветерок, Кругом цветы благоухали, И волны ласково журчали у наших ног. Мы были юны, мы любили, И с верой вдаль смотрели мы, В нас грёзы радужные жили, И нам не страшно в юге были седой зимы. Где ж эти ночи с их сиянием? С благоухающей красой и волн таинственным журчанием, Надежд, восторженных мечтаний, где светлый рой. Померкли звезды, и уныло поникли блеклые цветы. Когда ж, о сердце, все, что было, Что нам весна с тобой дарила, забудешь ты?
0: That was Katja Zapega Klein reading Namsjolte Krotkie Siali. First, let's just sort of recap some of the stuff from the other. Because in the other piece we had this V, which looks like a capital B to us, where it would unvoice in front of a vo- an unvoiced consonant. But in this we have it in front of a voiced consonant in the second stanza. Vnas, meinst Exactly. And then it genau. stays voiced. This bleibt stimmhaft, genau. Genau. Vnas. V-nas. But I don't think this works with unvoiced consonants. Like the C will not become a voiced a S, a voiced Z sound in front of the voiced consonant. Again, in the second verse, in the second line we have... Sfere. So in that case, the S sound doesn't genau. voice to match the next consonant, right? Genau,
1: aber in dieser Reihenfolge st- stimmt das nicht. Genau, also es bleibt stimmhaft, das v. Auch wenn das stimmlose davor kommt.
0: The, the v stays voiced because it's after genau. the unvoiced, but the unvoiced doesn't become voiced either, right?
1: Nee, richtig, weil sich das ja immer nach hinten bezieht,
0: exactly. sozusagen. So everything always goes genau. from the back front. Genau, <lacht> richtig. And we have the exact same phenomenon in the third stanza in the second line too, right at the beginning of it. Genau, Ja. Yeah. Das s
1: ist stimmlos, b. Yeah,
0: so the, the the S is always, stimm, is always unvoiced, stimmlos, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the B is then st- stimmhaft, voiced. Genau. So, and actually, since we got to that word, let's build on that, because a lot of this song, we get several vowel sounds in a row, and always a soft vowel mm-hmm. as the second one. So, right in the very first line, звёзды кроткие сияли. Exactly. Krot-Kie. So at the end of the word kie.
1: Zwei Vokale hintereinander, das je ist ein Doppelvokal sozusagen, J und E danach, das J wird in diesem Fall deutlich ausgesprochen. Ja, yeah. kiekrotkie.
0: So we have when we have to these two vowels together, it's basically phonetically three sounds. It's the lowercase i, the j glide and mm-hmm. then open epsilon e and we need all three of them. Genau. And in the next line, we have the same phenomenon with the the e and the backwards r, which is a ja.
1: Genau, we weal. This das is the same phenomenon. W e j and a.
0: Yeah. V-jau. Yeah. So it's the exact same rule. It's e j glide a. Genau. And then we get the really crazy long word that we had before <laughs> in the third line. С благоухающей красой. Благоухающей. Yeah, that's a big, long word for us. Yes. <laughs> благоухающей. <laughs> and there, actually, we have two in a row. We have blagau where there is no J-glide. No.
1: Genau, this is an U.
0: Exactly. So it's
1: just A-U together? Genau. Благоухающей. But U is j und U.
0: Exactly. So here the, the, the A is followed, the, the actual letter A is followed by what I like to call the Puch, the key, because it looks mm-hmm. like a key too. Genau. And it's a, So it's a, a U-Vowel, genau. and there again we need the, the J-Glide, just like we had in all the other genau. examples. Man
1: kann vielleicht sowieso dazu sagen, ähm, es gibt eben diese unterschiedliche Vokale wie Ä und Je, die sind alle so, A und Ja, U und Ju, und da sind die Unterschiede. Und diese Vokale wie Ju Und ja, jo, je. Und diese Vokale werden werden immer, wenn sie am Anfang eines Wortes stehen und nach einem anderen Vokal, immer mit J ausgesprochen.
0: Exactly. So what she's saying is, these vowels always come in pairs. So we have the hard A, but the soft ja, yeah. and we mm-hmm. have the hard E, which is a backwards E. It looks like a backwards E. Mm-hmm. But then the soft ye, yeah, which looks like a lowercase e to us. And the same thing with O and Y, which looks like the E with the umlaut. And then U, which is a, a Y, and the U, which is what we're talking about now with the klutsch vowel. Genau. And if these, if these vowels are in, at the beginning of a word or the beginning of a syllable, mm-hmm. we always need the J-glide. Genau. But with the E, we don't. The pair with E is e and E, and there we don't need the J-glide. Genau. And since we're talking about vowels, the other vowel that we get in Russian is the i mm-hmm. which is, looks to us like a U with a, with a short symbol over it, with a little half circle.
1: Yeah.
0: in the Yeah, in the second so stanza, the second line.
1: Mm-hmm. So you can hear, it's a diphthong, right?
0: Yeah, and the O is an A basically because it's not the
1: stressed syllable. The ist is by hmm At the end of that stanza. This is genau And is
0: here. And that one I have a question about because that's one you and I had discussed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Whether or not after an E or an E vowel, the E Kratkaya Kral. Kral. will be pronounced. Also bei
1: Ü würde ich behaupten, hört man es noch. Bei I wie Zihi, was wir ganz am Anfang haben, Mhm. hört man es kaum. Deswegen könnte man fast schon sagen, man ignoriert das und sagt nur Zihi. Aber ich würde empfehlen, wenigstens daran zu denken, Mhm. dass es ein J danach gibt. Und dann macht man irgendwie automatisch so einen Klang, den man nur erahnen kann, yeah. zwar, aber der dazu gehört, yeah. sonst würdest du ja nicht dastehen.
0: Yeah. So, so. what she's saying is that after the e-vowel we do hear it a little bit. So it does go a little bit to the j-glide sort of diphthong at the yeah. end of that. At the end of an e-vowel, it, it's kind of a question mark. But she suggests that you that you really do think about putting a j-glide at the end of the e, just even if it doesn't sound. That, that you think of it, just genau. so that, the, that we get another extra thought into the process. And we have right at the end of it, in the genau. second
1: to last line.
0: I always like that. I, I like the sound of <laughs> staboy. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but again, there we have that oi and then we go genau, to the different is the the no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, and just like in Olga's aria, we have a couple of words with extra soft signs. Inam ni strashne viyugi bili. Also
1: viyugi, weiche Zeichen, und ein extra j für u. Ich würde sogar empfehlen, nach dem w ein kurzes i zu denken. Viyugi. Das ist jetzt gesprochen etwas zu viel, aber beim Singen ist es genau richtig.
0: Ja, yeah, so she says, by viyugi, which is in the second stanza, in the second last line of it. Again, we have the soft consonant and the extra J-glide. And she actually recommends singing almost an extra E. She says when you're speaking it, it's a little too much. But when you're singing it, it helps keep you on the line. It makes you sing a little more. And that happens throughout the piece. That happens a couple more times. Exactly. At the beginning of the third stanza. Yeah.
1: Das ist genau dasselbe wie Das ist ein richtiges I, also nicht nur
0: denken, sondern auch singen. Exactly. Cyanium, J und A. Exactly. So here at the at the beginning we have a, the S sound and then a real E, not just a glide, a real E and a ya ja, just like we had with all of our vowels together that we talked about. And genau. then NIEM again. NIEM, genau. Also
1: ni, dann wieder I, aber kurz und so tun als ob. NIEM und dann wieder J und E.
0: Exactly. So again, after the N, to get almost the E sound. So tun als ob is another one of my favorite German phrases, which means pretend <laughs> to get an E sound so that you make the really, really make the J glide. Genau. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and mm. actually, the word, if you're looking at this on RAC.org, um, Tchaikovsky has a different word than than was yeah. originally written. Rantanyem. But what he has here has a double soft sign. Zur-chan-yem. Zur-chan-yem, yeah, and so you can hear that N is Niem. And then there were just two other little things that I wanted to say. So in mm. the word for heart... There's actually sounds that we don't pronounce.
1: Серце.
0: Genau, das D, was geschrieben ist, wird nicht ausgesprochen. Definitiv nicht. Exactly. So the D in the middle of that word is just completely ignored. We go straight to the T of T, which looks like the U with the, with the tail on it. Mm-hmm. So, Serze. Now I'm going to go back to the other song because I had noticed almost the same phenomenon, and I forgot to mention this by Olga's aria. Ach, grusti, grusti Grusti. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right after, right after she imitates the chorus part, and mm-hmm. she says "Janie spasobna Grusti. We have a K and then followed by a G R. Grust Wäre
1: natürlich das G stimmhaft. Das bleibt ist und bleibt. Allerdings, wenn das K noch davor kommt grustik grusti reicht die zeit einfach nicht um das richtig auszusprechen also wirds zusammengezogen grusti und so getan als wärte hätte man ein doppel k
0: yeah so she's saying that when a k comes before a g like this there isn't enough time to say k, g so even though the g would normally be voiced what basically here what we end up doing is doubling the k sound
1: grusti
0: yeah a soft unaspirated k genau. sound and Back to our namazviosdi. Just one tiny little word to remind everybody that ch sound before mm. the letters t o is pronounced sto. not chto. Richtig.
1: <laughs> Im Gegensatz zu mitani, wo auch cht vorkommt, wird aber als Ch ausgesprochen. Also mitani und nicht sto.
0: Yeah, so it's the opposite, or it's not the same in sto as mitani. Even though the CH does come before the T in the middle of this word, this time we get two separate syllables. In Olga's aria, we talked a lot about devoicing a voiced V sound before an unvoiced consonant. But I really wanted to make the point this time that the same rule doesn't work in reverse. As you could hear, we had several times in this piece where an unvoiced S, which looks like a letter C, is followed by a voiced consonant, and in this situation, the S sound remains unvoiced. It's an important distinction to make, because in Italian, we would automatically voice an S before a voiced consonant, like in Zmanye. But in Russian, this doesn't happen, so we get Svěry. We reviewed the soft and hard vowel pairs, and I just wanted to reiterate that when four of those soft vowels, ya, ye. Yo and you begin a word, we have to have that J glide before it, as we see in the second verse of this song with the word you. But if the hard vowel starts a word, or if a soft E, which looks like the letter U, does, there's no J glide, like we find in the third verse with eti, and the last verse of the poem with unila. In talking about the i after the i and the e vowels, I thought it was really interesting that Katya suggested to think about a real j glide or e feeling at the ends. So I went back and checked my old Russian diction notes from my class to see what we learned there and compared that with the Russian Songs and Arias book. Russian Songs and Arias acknowledges the diphthongs at the ends of words like viere with just a normal lowercased i. But what we learned in class with Kenneth Griffiths at CCM was to transcribe the E Kratkaya with a lowercase i with a short symbol over it. And Russian songs and arias omit that lowercase i completely after the E and the E vowels, but in our classwork, we stayed consistent and still put a lowercase i with a short symbol over it even after E and E. So a word like svetly would be transcribed s, v with a comma, epsilon e, t, hard l with a slash through it, lowercase i with a slash through it, and then a lowercase i with a short symbol over it. It's a very subtle difference, but I do like the use of that short i rather than just a lowercase i, because it reminds us that the function that the e krapkaya serves in Russian spelling is as a diphthong, and ensures that we won't mistake it for the normal soft e. And that's all for today. For more information about Katja Zapega-Klein, or if you have any questions or comments for me, Ellen Rissinger, please visit the blog at www.thedictionpolice.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please tweet about it, post on Facebook, and leave comments on iTunes about it, so that other people can find it and benefit from it. Thanks for listening. See you next week.